Welcome to episode 21 of 15 Minutes With, and today I am talking to Jordan Vickery in my 15 Minutes for Bookkeepers and Accountants show. Jordan, I've known for probably the last 5-10 years, and he knows an awful lot of people in the industry and knows an awful lot of stuff about helping accountants with marketing. So we chat about marketing, we chat why you may not need to do marketing in your accountancy practice and we come up with some good ideas as well. We also talk about the digital accountancy show that is coming up in June. So tune in and listen to my chat with Jordan Vickery. Thanks, Ashley. (laughs) Good to see you. Good to see you. How's it it doing? It obviously wasn't that good a birthday if you're still awake and, and, and not hung over or anything. I know. Turning thirty, decided to tone it down a little bit now. So, um, had a oh, nice you're sleep. officially a grown up. <laughs> I know. I feel so old. It hurts when I get out of bed in the morning now. Here's here's a funny thought for you. When I first, um, I, I, I trained as a chef. We were just saying before, and, and I worked in London, and um, I was eighteen. Okay, left home, went and lived up in London. So I'm, I'm from the southwest, so th- this was big. Went and lived up in London. And I was in the pastry section, which is where they make all the cakes. And the um, the pastry chef, she was 30. And at 18, I thought she was ancient. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? And now here I am with a 30-year-old kid on my show, and I'm feeling ancient. So enjoy your 30s. They are a great time. So Jordan Vickery, tell us a little bit about yourself, mate. Yeah, um, I'm Jordan, for people that don't know me. Um, I've been working with accountants and bookkeepers for probably the last 10 or 11 years now. Um, Started out working in coaching and training, then moved into software. Uh, More recently, uh, been building an agency called Troika, which we we might talk about later, which basically works with uh, accounting and bookkeeping firms, but also accounting software companies. Um, Outside of work, I do have a life. Um, I like DJing in the evenings. Um, yeah, they carved out a bit of a niche as an accounting after party DJ with my good friend Dave Selick. Um, not quite the kind of highs of DJing in clubs that we used to have at university, but it's it's better than playing in a bedroom to nobody, right? So, um, but yeah, that's that's a little intro about me. No, that's really cool. I love I love the DJing. That is absolutely uh, those those who are listening on the podcast wouldn't have seen me spinning the decks. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you don't do that anymore because it's changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we don't use vinyls anymore. Well, people do. I actually used to have a, a set of vinyl turntables, but we 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 play out with all electronic stuff now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it makes it so much easier carrying the kit in as well, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of carrying a bag of vinyls, you carry a small USB. Yeah, absolutely. Super duper, super duper. Um, yeah. So we've known each other for probably that, probably ten years. Ten years. Um, and, and and so so between us, we've been in this space for twenty seven years. Can you believe that, man? No, it's a long time. That is, that is nearly as old as you. Um, <laughs> and and I I was always thinking, when is he going to set up on his own? When is he going to set up on his own? So congratulations. So tell us tell us a little bit about Troika. Yeah, so Troika is an agency that um, I started with a guy called Matt Wilkinson uh, and a lady called Libby. Uh, they're ba- both based in New Zealand. So Matt's got another uh, another company called BizInc. Um, they've been going for around about 10 years now, um, building websites and really simple marketing packages for accounting firms. But we noticed a, a big opportunity for certain firms that had quite ambitious growth plans that, that needed a bit more of like the kind of marketing strategy and marketing execution support. So that's really a, the, the premise of what the agency is for is, is helping give these firms 
um, essentially an outsourced marketing team and an outsourced marketing manager. Um, but then the second part of the business is kind of going back to my roots, which is helping people selling to or through accountants with their marketing strategies. Cause a lot of people come into the industry and they make a ton of mistakes. You know, they, they go straight to the accountants and they try to sell to them and the messaging's all wrong and their approach to trying to sell is all wrong. So really just helping those guys to figure out what the best approach is as well. Yeah, that makes makes it makes a, a good point there. Uh, Pavel, good afternoon, sir. Good to see you. Um, so marketing. Is that is that everything? Is it just one little bit? Because there's there's so many forms of marketing. What what where where's your sweet spot, Jordan? Uh I think it really depends on on the firm. Like, I, one of the things that we say to all firms is like the, the the marketing channels that you need to focus on really depend on who your ideal clients are. Like, there's no cookie cutter approach. Um, if if your target clients are on LinkedIn, then that's where you should be spending time. But if your target clients don't spend a ton of time online, then it doesn't really make sense to spend that much time there, and you should focus elsewhere. So. In terms of in terms of where our, our sweet spot is, like we we can cover you know a, a number of bases. Um, my personal sweet spot as as a marketer is, is always been on the content side, um, but it really varies on the business, right? Like I, we're working with one firm in Canada. They have a niche which is in the oil and gas sector, so those guys don't spend a ton of time online. So the focus is going to be on offline events. How do we get these people in a room? Give them some free beer and pizza. Get them talking about accounting and finance that way. Uh, working with other people that have niches like uh, e-commerce or SaaS companies. It's like, great, LinkedIn is a place that you want to be spending time finding these people. So the answer is, like most things in marketing, it depends. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is the thing, right? You, I, I get people coming on my LinkedIn training courses or, or talking to me about LinkedIn. Someone said, I need to be on LinkedIn. Oh, what is it you do? And da, 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 da. So where are your clients? Oh, most of them are on Instagram. So why do you need LinkedIn? And, and, and I, th- I think we, we get... We get sucked into listening to too many other people. Yeah. Um, what about going with your gut? Yeah, like I, I think there's a lot to say for going going with your gut. Um, but in my experience, a lot of the accountants that I'm speaking to, they're like they're not natural marketers, right? Like they don't train as marketers. I didn't train as an accountant, so why why would I know the ins and outs of accounting? Um, in the same way, why would I expect an accounting firm to know the ins and outs of marketing? I spoke to a, a guy running a firm in Canada last week or the week before they're up to 30 team members now they haven't touched marketing once they've grown purely through word of mouth and referrals up to this point so like they're a pretty sizable business and and the guy openly said to me in the call he's like i know nothing about marketing like i'm literally a blank slate like just tell me you know what we should be doing and where where we should be focusing so in that situation like he, he might not have a gut instinct his gut might be Oh, I heard SEO is a great thing or i heard linkedin's great or i heard twitter's great but really what they need is somebody to come in and say no like Let's take a step back and actually figure out who it is you want to work with and then decide where we go from there. Yeah. And 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 so basically it's not like going into Top Man and buying a suit. It's like going to a tailor and saying, Look, I want something for this and 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 really listen to, to what, what the client needs. Um exactly so, so, so yeah, to- totally bespoke. But like you say, it's totally outsourced. So um at the moment I'm outsourcing the cleaning of my building um and I'm outsourcing my marketing. Um, and, and, I, and I guess the next step would be to hire a marketing team and, and get a marketing team in-house. Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's it, the way I describe it is it's often the same as accountants that sell some kind of like outsourced finance function service, or maybe they do a bit of outsourced CFO work. 
the problem that you're solving for the business is that they have needs, which is I need somebody at this level or a team at this level to do the work. But to, to pay for that internally and bring those people in-house would cost a fortune, a small fortune, and I can't afford that. So a huge benefit of an outsourced finance function is you can get access to like a fully qualified accountant, bookkeepers, controllers, payroll specialists for probably less than half than you would pay to just bring one full-time accountant into your business. Sure. Um, and our model is very similar. It's like, you know, instead of hiring a marketing manager in-house who will then probably need to work with an agency or work with an SEO specialist or hire somebody else, you can get all of that for, you know, a fraction of the cost. So similar models. Yeah. And the other, the other thing is I don't have to worry about whether you're sick or not or whether you're on holiday because yeah. it's just it's just done absolutely superb. So what would you say then is the popular misconception when you're talking to um, accountants and bookkeepers about marketing? I think the popular misconception is that all firms think they need to be marketing. Um, and, I, and I think there's levels to marketing, right? Like I think at, at, at an absolute basic level, have a website, um, have some really simple marketing foundations in place. But I'm, I'm speaking to some firms at the moment and, and one of the questions is like, great, like what are your growth goals? How much do you want to grow? How much capacity do you actually have to grow? Like resourcing and recruitment is a huge challenge for firms right now across the globe. So the reality is that they might not be able to grow as fast as they like because if they win the work, they might not be able to deliver on it. And most firms have quite high expectations and standard, standards in terms of their client experience. So... I think a popular misconception is that you need marketing to grow. And I don't think that's necessarily true because depending on what your growth goals are, marketing may or may not be one of the options available. So, you know, if, if you want to grow, some of the other options are ask existing clients for referrals, uh, rejig your pricing and make sure that you're pricing properly on all the existing work that you're doing. Maybe there's a little bit of revenue there. Uh, maybe there's an opportunity to do more for your existing clients. If you've got, you know, a, a great client base introducing a new service could introduce new revenue into the business and you don't necessarily need marketing for that. Um, maybe you've got huge growth goals, uh, in which case acquisitions could be an option. Instead of growing by 10% year on year, you just want to add 300,000 pounds worth of fees to your business tomorrow. So it's like it marketing is an option, but I don't think it's the be all and end all of growth. No, that's a great thing. So what, so what you're saying is then is, Maybe you don't need a marketing person. Love it. I love it. And, and, that's, and that's the thing, isn't it? We don't, we don't have to all do what everyone else is doing. It's, it's, it's doing something a little bit different. Yeah, like, ev like every, everything I say to people, it just comes back to the point. It's like, like, what are the goals here? Like, what are you actually trying to achieve? Um, like, because people might come and speak to us because they've been told they need to be, do marketing or they've read it somewhere and, you know, by all accounts, my content might lead people to believe they need to do marketing. But once we speak to them, like we're very clear and transparent with people where we don't think it's a good fit. Like we don't want to just work with people and help them with marketing if we don't think it's the right thing for their firm. Um, you know, we're, we're, we have the experience of being in the industry and having worked with accountants for a long time and having seen it from both sides that we're able, thankfully, to advise on other things beyond marketing. Like, have you looked at your pricing? Go speak to pricing specialists like James Ashford, et cetera. Or have you looked at selling additional services? What do they look like? What apps might you need to be able to do that? Um, so we can really advise on the whole growth um, department, if you could call it that, one for a better word. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, and this is this is the thing, is, is finding the right people to do the, the, the right part of the job, isn't it? Rather than sort of like, oh, one size fits all. Because it doesn't, does it? Uh, and and this is exactly the same with um, 
you know, your accountancy practice. You, you might be absolutely brilliant, like you say, is e-commerce. But when it comes to working with construction, then maybe you're not the, the right, right accountant. Yep. Um, so, so what challenges are you seeing accountants and bookkeepers having at the moment then, Jordan? Um, I mean, obviously, the, the, the big one that people are talking about is recruitment. Um, it's, it's tough for everybody out there, not just accountants and bookkeepers, right? Um, but I think more specifically with some of the accounting and bookkeeping firms I'm speaking to, one of the big challenges is, is around like internal efficiency and software. So, you know, firms have got a tech stack in place. Um, what they're trying to figure out is how do they get more out of the existing technology that they have? So they're using these apps. It's like they've implemented them. Maybe they've implemented them 50%. Like, what do we need to do to get 100% out of this app? What do we need to do to get all of these apps that we've got speaking and working together to really streamline internal efficiency? Because if, if you can improve internal efficiency, you know, get the most out of the tech and the systems that you have in place, it doesn't solve the recruitment issue. You're still going to need to bring people in, but it just takes that pressure off a little bit because things will be running a little bit more smoothly and maybe it takes a bit of pressure off the team. So I think that's definitely a challenge and it's probably compounded by the fact that there is so much technology out there right now. Like every single week, there are probably two, three, four new software companies entering the accounting market, all of them pretty much doing the same thing or overlapping things. So you've got apps that do standalone things. You've got kind of all in one apps that try to do everything. Um, and at the moment, firms are maybe using two or three apps for things that could be consolidated down into one, or maybe they've got two apps that do similar things to the other. I think it's just a, a really, really confusing and overwhelming space to be, especially as a firm owner trying to figure out like, what the hell do we use here? Like, there's just so much on offer. Yeah, and that, that's the thing with with the tech. And the other thing, you, you, you've, you've probably seen it with the years that you've been in, um, in, in, in the space is, oh, that's a good bit of software. Maybe I need that. Hang on a minute. The one that you've got already does that. You just haven't utilized it. Um, so, so yeah, Lauren's just come on. Maybe they need tech contractors. And Pavel's saying about getting apps talking together, and that's the problem, isn't it? Um, when I when I first entered this space, I was working um, at a company uh, called Digita, and, and and when I first started, they had only just integrated the different modules that they had. Now that's a given. Yeah. But the trouble is, is this company makes this, and then someone else makes that. And, and you, you've mentioned um, James Ashford. So Go Proposal does this amazing thing, but does it connect to this, this, and this in my business? And, and it's it's those those are, are huge issues as well. Um, yeah. You've mentioned those issues. You've mentioned tech. We ought to come on to the digital accountancy show because I know you're very involved in that, and that's coming up soon as well, isn't it? It is, yeah, 15th of June. Um, we've just published the program to our website, I think yesterday. Oh, fantastic. Um, we're going to be making a bit more noise about that in the next couple of days. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a huge year for us. So we, we sold out the first two years at the Tottenham Hotspur ground, uh, now moved to bigger premises, which is uh, Evolution London in Battersea Park. Um, going all out on production, Dan, Dan and James have got an incredible vision for what the show can look and feel like trying to make it look and feel completely different to any other accounting conference or even probably conference in the UK full stop. Wow. Um, that's, so, that's bold. Yeah. Um, that's bold. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be really, really good. I'm, I'm so excited by the content, by the people attending, by the speakers, by the production, by the after party, of course, um, it's going to be a really good day. So I need to get accommodation. Is that right? You do. Okay. I, I would advise that. Okay. <laughs> so the after party, might there be a DJ there? 
there, there may may be a DJ or two at the yeah. after show. So the night show is going to be um, at the same venue. There's going to be a garden party element, and then there's going to be a, a bit of a later night element to it as well. Wow, wow, awesome, awesome. Is that what you're going to tell us? That's all I can say for now. <laughs> so what you need to do is is put the links to the yeah. um to, to the to the website um in in this and uh, they will be in the bottom of the podcast so if anyone wants to come along um have you got anyone interesting hosting any panel sessions maybe yeah i think i think i think we've got somebody i know hosting a panel session about linkedin um, okay that that, 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 that that sounds I good i quite remember his name always wearing <laughs> the yellow t-shirt yeah you um, won't miss him you won't miss him <laughs> We, yeah, we, we've, we've got a ton of really interesting panels and speakers. And one of the things we pride ourselves on as an event is that the majority of our speakers at the show are accountants and bookkeepers in practice. And that's really important to us because at the end of the day, it's the people in practice doing this stuff, you know, building the firms, hiring the team members, implementing the tech. These are the people that have the insights and know what they're talking about. And they yeah. have so much insights to share. And I think one of the most insightful and um like best parts about events is networking with other attendees and learning what they're doing in their businesses. And actually by putting these people on a stage and getting them to share their story and what they're working on, it just helps other people to learn so much. Yeah. No, I did a couple of fireside chats last year with, with, with a couple of amazing accountants and it was standing room only because people want to see what these amazing accountants are doing. And the thing is we, we put these amazing accountants up on this huge pedestal and they're human just like us. They they live and breathe and, and and you know and they laugh and cry just like we do. And it's just understanding what they do. So those sessions are absolutely superb. I totally agree. Um, you know, we don't we don't need the um Tony Robbins of the world to come along. We want to see <laughs> we want to see real people like us, don't we? Yeah. You know, and that they 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 may be a year or five or ten years ahead of us, but how did they get there? And by by use by by having these panels and stuff like that is a great way to utilize that and that's superb Certainly. superb so um marketing right this is this is i'm marketing my business because i want new clients but i've been talking to a lot of people about how linkedin helps with that but also how linkedin helps with recruiting so marketing for recruiting is another thing that, that we forget isn't it it is um like I, I guess if you look at the brand part of marketing that's so important when it comes to recruitment um, you know, if, if you've got a presence on social media and people can follow you and your story and your journey, that's going to help no end when it comes to recruiting. In fact, like most of the firms I know that don't struggle with recruitment are all active on, on platforms like LinkedIn. Yeah. I can think yeah. of two or three at the top of my head where that's, that's the case. Um, another big thing, which probably falls under the marketing umbrella is having, ha having something as simple as a careers page on your website. You know, actually having a page that says, Here's our firm, here's our values, our story, the clients we work with. Here's a few of our team members. Here's their background and how they've enjoyed working at the firm. Here are some of the benefits you get of working here, what the culture's like. That page, you know, you could pull that together in, in a day. Um, and it makes a huge difference in terms of actually communicating the personality of your firm and who it is that you are and the value that you can offer to potential team members. But so many firm websites that I've seen just, just don't have that. No. No, um, if you want a job here, here's a box to fill out your email. If you or, or email email your CV to us, it's like yeah, really, yeah. And how many how many people have applied for a job then on this web page? Oh, none, really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you do see you do some amazing pages for for careers, um, and you know, photos of the team 
playing pool or going skiing or what have you and it's those sorts of things yeah. that that's that's what that's what we're looking for isn't it when we're yeah. when we're looking for a new role exactly exactly you you if, if you're looking for a new role you want to see what it's like to work there you want to try and get a feel as much as possible for who's in the team what does the culture like uh like even even down to like what are the officers like you know am i going to be sat working in some dark damp room <laughs> in a basement or is it going to be a nice big open working space I've got visions now of Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> but there's some really funky um, practices around, isn't there? You've got some really, really cool places to work. So that's awesome. Um, so um, give us a, a tip that an accountant or bookkeeper can do right now with their marketing or their website or their social media or all three. I, I would say my, my number one tip is um, take a step back and first of all figure out who it is that you want to target what is your message to that market so like what is your value proposition and then reevaluate whether what you're doing right now is is the right focus or not and and what what whether what you're saying is the right thing or not so you know if you're spending a ton of time on on instagram hoping to win clients in a sector that maybe they don't spend time on instagram then you probably need to reevaluate that um essentially what i'm saying is just start with a plan and a strategy um because without that essentially what you're doing is just making a lot of noise and hoping that some of it sticks yeah um, but by having a clear plan and strategy everything that you do is targeted every, every action that you take is because that's what it says in the plan and you know it makes sense because it's aligned to your goals and who it is that you want to work with um and i think far too many firms just fall into the trap of just doing things because they've been told to do it or they think it's the, the right thing to do. And, and don't get me wrong. Like it's better to do something than nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's absolutely, absolutely fine to do that. And it's important to get started. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you're really serious about your goals and marketing is an option that you think will help you to get there, then yeah, start with, start with strategy, figure out exactly who it is you want to work with and go from there. Yeah. And the, the, um, so, so when, when you've got your, plan you know what you're doing but would you work with somebody just to get their plan it's the first thing we do with everybody we work with it's it's a non-negotiable project in fact we've actually said no to people that didn't want to do that so we've had inquiries from firms that say oh we just want to outsource the content to you it's like that's fine but we can manage content but we're only going to do that once we've gone through and done some uh, research and, and a project on your ideal client once we've actually spent some time pulling together the strategy because we don't just want to create content for content sake there's enough crap content out there that's just been created with absolutely no end goal in mind and we don't want to contribute to that noise what we want to do is create targeted content that will actually drive results for you and we can only do that once we've done the first piece yeah no i love that i love that have you got a story of of how you helped an accountant or a bookkeeper that you can share with us um i'm trying to think really um put me on the spot now i should probably have prepared for this in advance um, I, I think probably some of the, the better stories I have were, were for when I was working at Pixie, like helping firms implement practice management and workflow applications, because that can make a huge difference to a firm, especially when they're, they're using things like spreadsheets currently. Um, and you, you always used to see just like these light bulb moments when people could see like just how how much time and how much pressure implementing something like Pixie would take off them and how much easier it would make their lives as a result by having it. Um, so there's just yeah a number of situations where, where where that happened working with firms over the years. Yeah, I was chatting to a mate yesterday, and um, he had an automation coach 
<laughs> wow. So yeah, I know. How cool is that? And he was saying what we've done is we've we're, we're looking at all these ways of automating the stuff in our business. It wasn't it wasn't accounting practice, it was a different business. And he then said, but there's all this work I've got to do to get it to that stage. So what what's the answer to that? What's the answer to having the time to set it all up? You know, because 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 you know you you you, you mentioned Pixie and there's there's yeah. loads of other products out there as well. I was watching uh, FYI webinar yesterday. Um, yeah, the demonstration that they do is amazing because they've got all of that stuff already in place. But to set it all up, it's sort of like that's the hard thing. So what would you say to that? And I guess that's the same with a website and a marketing plan and everything else. Well, how do you get over that barrier of you've got to put a bit of work in first, mate? I, I think that's the only way to do it is you've, you've got to do it. You've got to find the time. Um, it, we were having a discussion before we went live about finding the time to do the things that will make a difference in, in your life and in business. And if you don't find the time, it's going to be very difficult to actually make that happen. Um, I remember someone telling me once that um, if you're like absolutely slammed right now and you can't find the time to do it in your working week, then the starting point is, you find an hour outside of your, your existing working week. So it might be like an evening or it might be an early morning at the weekend. And the, the, the single goal of that hour is to free up an hour during the week where you can then focus on this stuff. And then once you've freed up the hour during the week, you use that hour to free up two hours and then you use those two hours to free up more time. And essentially you just kind of build out the, the time that you can have to focus on these things. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, got Johan coming in. I'm sure you've got some top tips as well, haven't you, Johan, about doing that? Because uh, uh, thanks, thanks for saying hello. Um, it's it's it is a struggle when you're in business trying to fit everything in, and I, I love that. I love that top tip. The other top tip is the um, Pomodoro method. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah, is actually setting aside set bursts of time and and, and squeezing the work in rather than sort of let's say no, I've got an hour. I'll make I'll, I'll make the job last because that, that's a really good, um, helpful thing. Right. Um, um, I was just going to say something else that has really been working for me recently um, is moving away from to do lists and instead like blocking tasks out as time blocks on a calendar. Yeah. So instead of like starting your day with a list of ten items, you essentially take those ten items, put them into your calendar. As, as appointments for yourself and give yourself a dedicated time slot to do that thing. So you say, this this task here is going to take me an hour. And, and it may or may not take you an hour, but eight times out of 10, you'll find a way to get it done within that hour. And I think it comes back to something called Parkinson's law, which is, yeah. I'm going to absolutely murder this, but the, the time expands or something. If, if you if you don't give something a, a, a kind of a, a time frame, then it's going to expand into a longer period of time. Whereas if you if you box it and say, I have an hour to do this task, then it's likely that you'll probably get it done in an, in an hour. Yeah, you, you, you can you can make a set of accounts last all afternoon. But if you turn around and say, look, I'm going to do them between two and three, yeah. you'll get them done between two and three because you'll make sure of that and you'll, you'll have a sign on your door and won't, won't, you'll turn your phone off and stuff like that. So um, Jordan says you need to accept the mon evening or weekend need to sacrifice. Thank you very much for that, Johan. Um, how can people get hold of you? We've gone over our 15 minutes, so we're nearly, we're nearly at 30. So how can people get hold of you, Jordan? LinkedIn is probably the best place. Um, I think my LinkedIn profile should be available somewhere around the video or in the show notes if people are listening back afterwards. But yeah, LinkedIn is the best place. Um, I publish a, a weekly newsletter that goes out every Friday. Um, which shares really simple, actionable marketing advice for accounting firms. Uh, the link to that is on my profile as well, if you're interested. 
Fantastic. Um, I've got one more question, but before we do that, I'm just going to give uh, Kaylee a little shout out because I've got Kaylee uh, from Tellaroo joining me next week. Uh, so we'll be talking about what they do to help our accountants and bookkeepers. Um, so uh, when you were at school and you were a wee little primary school kiddie, what did you want to do when you grew up and you were 30? I don't know what I wanted to do at primary school, but like the earliest memory I have of actually having any kind of aspiration of what I wanted to do in life. And it's really obscure. Um, I wanted to be a lawyer living in Canada. Okay. That is very I obscure. Why, why, is, no why is that? Idea. I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, did did I, you do lawyering at university? No, my wife did. Um, okay. But this, this memory was, yeah, when I was much younger, but probably not primary school level, because that's quite an ambitious goal for a, a primary school kid. Well, so so I I I was um, at a at a college recently, and um, I was helping the kids with with schoolwork uh, with 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 work life and stuff like that. And one of the kids said, "What is a solicitor?" Um, these were eleven year olds. So yeah, you probably wouldn't know what a lawyer in Canada was when you were at primary school. No, I don't think uh, so. But probably before that, I would just say like a rock star. Like I spent a lot of my time from probably when I was like 12, 13, 14 years old, playing in bands, playing gigs at friends' houses and stuff. So. I was Fantastic. just saying rock star. And Fantastic. then that evolved into being a, a DJ. And, and, you, and you're doing that. You're living your best life. Jordan, it's been absolutely wonderful having Anata with you. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I will see you at AccountX. Have you got a stand at AccountX? No, no, no. I'm just going to be attending uh, okay, thank you. Well, come and, come and see uh, me and the payroll sorted guys on stand 430. Um, and uh, thanks ever so much. And thanks to all the uh, people for your lovely comments. And uh, we will see you uh, next time. Thanks very much. Thanks, Ashley. Cheerio. Bye-bye. We go another podcast in the bag. I've been Ashley Leeds. You've been wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more, then please subscribe and I will see you again another day. You can find me on LinkedIn if you want to catch up. If you fancy being a guest on one of my shows, I do live shows on LinkedIn twice a week, but I also plan to do some real podcasts uh, where we just do audio and probably record it to go on the YouTube channel. And we can talk about absolutely anything in those. So whatever you want to do, get in touch. And thank you for listening. You get out what you put in.